Hey there, listeners. Big news. Womance is officially part of the Frolic Podcast Network. It's an exciting community of all things romance, romance related, which includes shows that feature book club style discussions, author interviews, comedies, critiques, fantastic conversations, all circulating, orbiting, shall we say, snuggling up to romance fiction of any and all flavors. We're really excited to be part of this exciting community and we hope that you'll check it out, subscribe, find new favorites at frolic.media backslash podcasts. But don't forget about Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Today. Boner on us. Boner on us. Per usual. This is not a time for you to bring out your own boner. Because the boner's on us. On us today. Let us treat you. You, you put that away, baby. You Come just on. put that back in your Take pain. it easy, lemon squeezy. We got you. Don't worry about it. Listen. Listen. Oral sex. Mm. Now, specifically. Fellatio. Blow jobs. Going downtown. What are some other terms for it? I've just ran out. Uh, that is it. That's it. Sucking dick. Sucking dick. It's weird in romance. Novels. Novels. The thing is, in our research, because we decided we wanted to talk about this, we went on Goodreads, we read some articles on Vice about like oral sex in general and literature. We also saw some message board postings. It's weird how this question of what kind of oral sex are you okay with in romance says a lot about who you are. A more personalized experience than how you relate to all of the other sex scenes. One of the ways that this really came up for me was I was reading a contemporary romance and I read for potentially the billionth time. I'm not really into blowjobs, but with him I am. And it doesn't matter that I'm not a blowjob queen. And I was like, I've read this a billion times. Yeah. Why is this a thing that romance novels need to preface a blowjob scene with? It's not that you don't like blowjobs. It's just that you haven't met the right penis yet. Exactly. It's like the romance novel in microcosm with your face and a dick. I think it's kind of suggesting something true, which is like, if you don't really like a person and you don't really feel comfortable with a person, you probably won't enjoy giving them a blowjob. Sure. It doesn't feel like that's what's going on. <laughs> There's something... I don't know like what again. this je ne sais quoi is that is separating that like normal, correct worldview from Romance Landia's depiction and internalization of the blowjob. I think a couple of things are missing. Hit me. Not the least of which that there are women who enjoy giving blowjobs. Yeah. Not the least of which dudes ask for blowjobs way more than romance depicts dudes asking for blowjobs. That just happens. Be like, hey, hey, Ben, you want to... Well, I think we're generalizing. Sure. Because if we talk about real life, we would never have time to do so. Like there is a world in which there are relationships in which men ask for blowjobs quite often. There are relationships in which oral sex giving and receiving on both sides is just like in the normal course of business. There are relationships where it doesn't happen at all. Mm -hmm. There are relationships where it's super Mm one-sided. And so I don't know if like thinking about real life IRL. Although I would say people bring their IRL to their understanding of a romance novel. I want to provide my context for this. I 
have a particular understanding of blowjobs and romance novels in that I don't really think about them that much. Like the thing that I notice is that someone's really good at them immediately without having any context. For example, in historicals, they're just like, why don't you put your mouth on it? And they're like, oh, and then they're like super good at it. And part of me is like, ah, whatever. They would think they were super good at it no matter what. They just like enjoy the attention. Sure. Sure. And penises are easy. A little non-discriminating. They're a little non-discerning. They're a little bit more obvious. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. They're a little bit more obvious. That's what I notice in romance novels. And you notice this phenomenon of people being like, I hate giving blowjobs, but I like giving blowjobs to this person and I'm really good at it. And I think like this plays into this idea that like women don't fantasize about giving blowjobs. So like the idea of building in a sex scene with a blowjob is like sort of either playing against fantasy Mm. or like doing something where it's like subverting fantasy or it's like there's something at play about power dynamics that like the romance novel feels like it has to step into or answer. Okay, so to continue my context, you and I have talked about our experiences of reading The Mm Blowjob. And then we went on to Goodreads and we Mm -hmm. saw other people and there were people saying like, I think it happens too often. And people saying like, I don't think it happens at all. And people saying like, I don't know anyone who likes giving blowjobs. It's weird that any character likes giving a blowjob and people being like, same, I wish the heroine didn't like giving a blowjob. And it's like, well, then why? If it's a fantasy book, why would she give one? And like, why? So I think we bring so much of ourselves to the reading of the blowjob in a way that we don't to a mutually assured, beneficial sex scene. And perhaps that's because so much of the idea of the HEA hinges on mutual satisfaction in the form of like a monogamous committed relationship and that's sort of what penetrative sex feels like whereas like oral sex it's a bit more complicated as far as who's getting the happily ever after yeah like there's a negotiation of power Mm -hmm. exactly like you were saying before what does that mean for the way that like, like I haven't read a romance novel that didn't make a thing out of oral sex. Even the most erotic novels we've read. Mm-hmm. I think about Priest because we were talking about it briefly earlier and we get so much of his internal negotiation of why it's okay for him to be choking her mm-hmm. with his penis that kind of makes it like not just a regular blow. Like it's not like anyone's just like, I gave a blowjob. Here's how it went. It felt good. It was done. We went on to these other things like they performed oral sex on me. It was like, here's how it was it was normal it was fine there's always like some kind of internal negotiation happening (laughs) like either like I don't know what I'm doing or like I don't like to do this but I love this dick (laughs) yeah it's never just like and I gave a blowjob the one and only time that I've ever read this and there was still an internal negotiation but the internal negotiation was in the man's perspective and he's like oh god I don't want to fuck this up and he's like you don't have to do that and she's like I like it End of story. Yeah. It's Take the Lead by Alexis Daria. Hey, Alexis. Alexis. You wrote a really quality blowjob scene that really divorced itself from power politics. And it's literally the only one that I think I've ever read. Every other one is literally like, (laughs) I hate blowjobs, but I love your dick. And I'm like, I don't know what is happening here, but like I'm noticing enough of a pattern that now I've noticed it. Well, we read and talked about this Vice article that talks about how the negotiation 
association is weird because like, are you in the power position because you're giving pleasure or are you in the power position because you're receiving pleasure? It really has to do with like a character understanding. That doesn't really get worked out so much in romance whenever we have an oral sex scene. So I guess my question is, if we feel so weird about oral sex to the point where it can't just be regular old pleasurable, why is it always there? I think and like, why is is the blowjob so omnipresent if it's such a problem? And this is what I think, especially in romance novels, where it's like the fantasy versus something else. It can never just stand in terms of blowjobs. Whereas like oral sex on a woman, cunnilingus is like, you know, we just have those scenes. And like they feel sort of really denuded of a power dynamic. A dude generally is like, I'm giving this to you. And like you're awakening or like there's something about this that is opening you up where it's like blowjobs don't operate in like the sphere of opening or awakening or whatever. Yeah. They operate in the sphere of this who's in charge. There's this thing in romance when a male character is performing cunnilingus that the woman's like, who, who, don't me? Okay. If it's a historical or if it's a contemporary, they're into it. But it's still understood as like, wow, he's giving me this. He's such a feminist. Or like, you know, what a generous lover. Like that's what it means to be a generous lover. And like, that's, wrong because the power if someone is giving something that inherently means it's theirs to give rather than something that you deserve right it's a gift it's not your due compensation compensation is not the right word but yeah it's like, uh, it's like a parody thing yes 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 and it's like you just deserve it you're entitled oh, to well pleasure. how about of this like it's just another way of having sex right and this sex like, doesn't never talked about that way sex doesn't always have to conclude with both parties having an orgasm it doesn't even have to conclude with anybody having an orgasm. Sex can just be sexual congress. Pleasure. Pleasure. It's just, it's just, it can just be pleasure. And there's this idea of like an orgasm balance Mm -hmm. that comes into play in romance quite often. Mm -hmm. But we also think about, I think, speaking from a perspective of like a pop culture observer, if you're on your period, you can just give him a blowjob. And there's no expectation that they would then perform cunnilingus on you on your period, right? Like it's okay to have an orgasm imbalance in a partnership as long as the scale is tipped in the man's favor. Like that's considered normal and okay because a woman isn't going to have an orgasm every time she has sex. Because she's so complicated. She's so complicated. Cunnilingus for a woman is considered like, you know, a part of foreplay or something that is guaranteed an orgasm and then you do something else to give your partner an orgasm. Whereas I think the blowjob is like the complete package. That's the sex act. Boom, bomb, done. Like we don't have in to romance. do anything else. Right, yeah. in romance. Like nothing else has to happen. Or what I see in a lot of romance is like you give a blowjob up until a guy's like, oh my God, that's so amazing. After like 10 seconds and he's like, then we move on to like penetrative sex. Like yeah. if we're like really dialing into power as fantasy and blowjob as part of a power networking communication. Like, <laughs> sure. You're so good at giving a blowjob that 10 seconds in he's about ready to like blow and like you're gonna move on to penetrative sex but like even that like negotiation feels really weird well it's because a 
blowjob is never just a part of a regular sexual relationship. It's always a feature. Yeah. In the romance world. And why is that? Why is that? Perhaps it's because romances center male pleasure more than we'd like to admit. Also, maybe it's because we don't talk about the corporeal penis enough. Mm. So then it's like blowjob features in a way of like describing penis. You know, dicks are never described enough. I've decided this. In romance novels, it's like I need more corporeal penis. What's the character? What's the character? What's the texture? I'm sick of this like velvet on stone bullshit euphemism. (laughs) I'm like, give me something like real details. Like, what am I working with? This is something I feel a little uncomfortable saying because I always feel like we should not objectify and like blah, blah, blah. But to be honest. TBH. TBH. Male anatomy can have fewer variations than female anatomy in general, I feel. And like, there also hasn't been a complete cultural valuation on how how male parts look besides big and small and big is relative big is super relative romance writers talk about it being big or generous all the time because they know that that's the only like true like this is a good one type thing but no one ever talks about there isn't a valuation placed on each feature of the penis and so it's more difficult to describe in a fantasy setting because what your fantasy penis looks like and we've touched on this before is entirely is super subjective because we haven't had this cultural valuation on different kinds of penises, right? David is considered this like perfect specimen of masculinity. He has a smaller penis because back then it was considered a more dignified look, right? Trends change, but there's always been this multitude of reference points for like, the only thing we have is size (laughs) changes. No one is ever like, David's penis is this weird shape or David's penis has this specific coloration to it. Even pubic hair. Think about how much we think about our pubic hair. Men, nipple size? Men, they either have it or they shave it. Like, that's it. There aren't any, like, weird shapes that they can create or choose to create. Yeah, there's no landing strip for men. Penises are just, like, a way less policed body part. I think that's exactly right. And so it's way harder to describe, like, what culturally across the board we would be excited to see in person. Right, and I think, like, even especially as like it comes to like cut or uncut then that does make a cultural discussion about like what is something about this character or like their history even cut or uncut feels like less of a value totally it's like not a value statement it's like a a fact yeah like oh this is interesting depending on where you are right you know it's like you're a white dude in America cut or it's like you're a white dude in Europe uncut yeah or like like, you're a white dude in America uncut oh your parents are hippies yeah oh relationship with your mom like what's this about yeah the fact that we don't enter into those conversations in romance novels around dick feels like I don't want to say missed opportunity but like I'm beginning to notice this thing that says like a universality of women don't like blowjobs I don't know what that fantasy is where it's like a universality of women don't like blowjobs until they meet the right penis well the fantasy is like all of your hardship all of your stuff that you don't like to do will suddenly be okay because you 
meet someone who you want to give them to, you might feel weird because you've never liked giving blowjobs, right? And Sex in the City, Samantha is talking about loving giving blowjobs and you feel weird because you always felt it was icky. Well, someday you're going to meet a penis and you're going to be like, I like that one in my mouth, particularly. I'm like everywhere else. It's just like, you know. It fixes all my problems. This dick and me. It fixes my problem of not liking giving blowjobs, which no, it doesn't. I guess that's my thing where it's like, you can like a person, but also like a person's like junk. The fact that we call it junk. I'm like, it can still be junk. It's a And like, it's so situationally dependent. And I'm like, I don't know. This idea that like you can love a person enough that it would like change the way you interact with a sex act. Cool. I'm like into that as part of the fantasy. But it also, it doesn't alleviate this sense of self-sacrifice and sexuality. And the fact that like, I want to give this to him, but it's still like, why don't you want to give this experience to yourself? Right. It's exactly that. It's like, I'll give you this versus like, we can have this together. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing for me now where it's like, I have now noticed enough romance novels say, I hate blowjobs until I met this dick where it's like, did you? Did you though? Yeah, and it's this thing about togetherness that I think is, like, really missing from Blowjob that, like, isn't missing as much. I mean, it's missing especially in historicals as it comes to cunnilingus, but it's, like, somehow less missing. Well, because romance novels tend to have this cool thing where they center the female experience, and so cunnilingus feels like an inherently positive thing. Even if it feels like he's doing you a favor, Mm -hmm. it's still like always doing me a favor. And he's like always excited to do it. There's never like, oh, I've always hated doing this. Yeah, exactly. I've never met a hero who's like internally thought that or externally said that. Yeah, exactly. But a heroine will always be lukewarm at best. Lukewarm, yeah. To the idea of kicking things off with their mouth. Yeah. The blowjob is really a place where I think patriarchy and romance rears its head. As it were. Pun intended. But I think, like, then that also plays into the idea, like, especially of a certain kind of sexuality, where it's like, you shouldn't like blowjobs. A good woman isn't into those things because it says something about her promiscuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that's where the patriarchy moves quietly into this particular sphere. So, like, when Alexis had in her book take the lead where he's like oh man like you don't have to do that and she's like I like it end of story I was like fuck yes 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 yeah I don't want to get into anything else like let's move through this corporeal scene heave to I think you're exactly right. I think that's where I've been missing in my understanding is that there is this thing of like the value that it places on a woman as to whether or not she likes it. Because we're always meant to like our heroines. Maybe there's some crumbly cases, but for the most part. We're supposed to understand We're supposed to understand them. We're supposed to identify with them at their most like Mm romancy. And because we understand them as good people, the fact that they don't like giving blowjobs to other men, especially in the contemporary where a woman being a virgin is no longer considered like a way of relaying value is no longer a virtue statement that really works her preference for blowjobs is a way for that to still exist yes that is the icky feeling that I haven't been able to put my finger on there it is we yep. found it we found it good work good work we're done so either write blowjobs like Alexis Daria or just don't or just don't but also if you find yourself like really struggling with the idea of giving a blowjob think about why why are you uncomfortable with it? 
And it's not necessarily about you. It could be about the person you're with. And it's also probably about culture. Totally. And society and how you were raised. And maybe that's something worth exploring. Yeah. Unsolicited <laughs> dick pic. That can make anybody feel weird. You know, if the penis is a fraught space for you, then having it like right up in your face is uncomfortable at the very least. At the very least. So anyways, the point is like, it's not, I don't want to be like, it's not okay or normal to not like it. No, that's not what we're saying. But if I'm it's, just saying in romance novels in particular, I want us to stop putting blowjobs on a weird pedestal that says, oh, I didn't like it until I met this dick. Yeah, exactly. I think we've got to be careful of how we're virtue signaling as yes, women. that one. Because of course she didn't like giving blowjobs to anyone until this man. And guess what? She's super good at it. Out of nowhere. After never trying. Never asking her partner what to do. Never never taking instructions. Yeah, never getting feedback. Never telling their partner not to do things. Like, hey, don't hold the back of my head. Yeah, exactly. Don't, like, touch my hair. Like, yeah. 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 A blowjob is a place where, like, you need to have a lot of consent conversations because you're previous and, like, explicit and, like, a lot of exposition (laughs) because your mouth is going to be occupied. Yeah. So true and we don't get enough of that so you gotta get your questions and your boundaries out of the way initially mm-hmm. or like have the ability to like move around and be like not working for me thank you absolutely not <laughs> with that this boner on us has been on us loosen your stays never your principles Mwah. Whoa, indeed. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Womance. All editing and music is done by Nick Gravelin. Our logo is by Mary Reichman. And our webmistress is Jane Bonzak. They're the best. Feeling woeful about having to wait a whole week for more Womance? Well, cheer up, Buttercup. You can creep or connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, or our website. Our webpage is womancepod.com. If you prefer to be more verbose and or direct, why not send us an email? We're womancemail at gmail.com, and we can't wait to hear from you. In the meantime, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast listening app. Until next week. Womance is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.